The top 10 storylines for the 2022 Minnesota Twins in the second half of the season. They're all coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Thursday, July 21st, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to a podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, this is Nash Walker, season three, hosting a daily podcast on the Minnesota Twins, season four, writing about the Twins at twinsdaily.com. The All-Star break is coming to a close for the Twins. They will return Saturday, and I have your 10 storylines slash things I'm watching slash keys to the second half for the Twins. This was hard. There's a lot of them, and there were a lot of storylines coming into this season. Some have changed. Some are the same, but it was tough. My number one storyline for the rest of the season, (laughs) for the second half, is deadline deals. Because I don't think, I don't think number two matters. I'm not sure many of these hold the same weight if the Twins don't go out and make some additions at the trade deadline. Because I don't believe the Twins can win this division without making additions at the trade deadline. I don't believe the Twins can make the playoffs without making additions to this team. Because we've seen how it's gone. They have major pitching flaws. My number one storyline, how do they address the pitching staff? How do they address the rotation? How do they address the bullpen? I've said it over and over and over. They need a frontline starter. They need two good relievers. A back of the end, back of the bullpen reliever and like a higher upside sixth or seventh inning guy. And Jorge Alcala could fill that, but he's been out all year. And, you know, you don't feel great about him coming back anytime soon. Hopefully he does. We don't know. Deadline deals. That's my number one storyline because it makes all of the rest of these matter. Most of them matter. Number two depends on number one to me. The AL Central race, the race in the American League Central. It's one of the only divisions that will have a race down the stretch. I guess half of them will, half of them won't. It's kind of how it always is. But the Central looks tight and there's three teams involved. And I believe it's the only division where there's legitimately three teams involved for winning that division. The AL Central race, how's Cleveland going to end up? How are the Sox going to end up? How are the Twins going to end up? Watching how these teams play each other, huge storyline for the second half. I think not only for the Twins, but for baseball. For the White Sox with so many expectations, they're now back to 500. Do they make a run in the second half and end up winning this division for the second year in a row? Did the Twins snatch the division back? Because the whole narrative changes. If the Twins win the division this year, that's three out of the last four years, and 2021 looks like an outlier. If the White Sox win the division this year, that's two in a row. They've stolen it from the Twins, and they are owners. Like They are owners of it already, but you win it twice in a row. It's like it's their division at that point. But if the Twins take it back this year, that's three out of the last four. So the AL Central race. Luis Arise's batting title is third, and I we let it get away because we just are watching his dominance and watching how good he's been. But he's in a really good spot to win the American League batting title. And I know batting titles haven't carried the same weight recently that they once did. And I think that's that's right because batting average is, is flawed. But with Luis Arise, he carries his batting average with an elite on-base percentage. And 
winning the batting title for him would validate all the upside we've talked about for years with him. You can say over and over, like, Luis Arise, this guy can win a batting title. This guy can win a batting title. A lot of things have been said about a lot of players, and a lot of players have bat-to-ball skills. A lot of players, many fans have said, this guy can win the batting title, and they don't. Luis Arise has a chance to go do it. He's in prime position to do it this year. He's had an amazing run. Does he continue it in the second half and win the American League batting title? It would be an amazing accomplishment for him. It would be really, really special. Alex Kirilov and Jose Miranda, the emergence of those two in the second half. How much better do they get? Do they stay healthy? Do they really take another step forward? Do they become anchors in this lineup or make the lineup much deeper because they have the last couple of weeks? Do they continue to do that in the second half? How's Kirilov's wrist? Does Jose Miranda make adjustments defensively? Those two, not only a storyline and two guys I'm watching for the future because those are future building blocks in the lineup, but those two are keys to the rest of the season for the Twins as well. And again, I don't, I don't expect them to win this division or make the playoffs even if they don't make moves at the trade deadline. They will make moves at the deadline. They don't make significant, substantial moves at the deadline. But the future with Kirilov and Miranda and their impact on this lineup for the rest of the season is, is profound. They have a lot of say in this lineup. Like They could make it that one through nine gauntlet that we are hoping and that it's been at times when those two are swinging good bats. I think of the White Sox series in Chicago. Miranda was homer and Kirilov hit two homers. You see how good the lineup can be when those two are working in stride together, usually sixth and seventh in the lineup or fifth and sixth in the lineup. It's been fun to watch so far. How do they continue that into the second half? Yoan Duran is number five. Health, performance, and Yoan Duran. Just watching. Think, people I'm watching. I'm watching Yoan Duran because he's so fun to watch. But he's a storyline for the second half because so much of what we talk about with this bullpen is who can the Twins acquire to pair with Yoan Duran in the back end? And it needs to be said, Yoan Duran needs to continue to be Yoan Duran in the second half. He's a rookie. And we can't assume that he's just going to be that dude in the second half. I would put a lot of money that he will be that dude. But health, performance, how does Yohan Duran look down the stretch? And if the Twins do win the division and make the playoffs, how, how does he look in the postseason? What is his role in October? Like, is he a multi-inning reliever? Is he your set closer when they make additions? Yohan Duran, super interesting storyline for the second half. We're halfway through. Top five deadline deals, AL Central race. Luis Arise batting title, Alex Kirloff and Jose Miranda, their emergence, and Yohan Duran. Not necessarily a top five. We've got a lot more to go. First, LinkedIn Jobs. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a job post within minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most starting July 18th? Lockdown gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from odds makers at Bet Online. It's available now on Lockdown NFL wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Number six, prospect debuts. Every year, somebody surprises me 
a prospect surprises every year. Last year was Bailey Ober. 2020, it was a shortened season. It was it's tough to find, you know, a distinct. I mean, Matt Whistler surprised in 2020. It was very good. 2019, it was Luis Arise. Every year, there's a prospect who surprises you. So far, Yohan Duran has been that dude, a rookie surprise. Does anybody else come in the second half? Spencer Steer, is he still on the team in the second half? If he is, does he debut? Matt Walner's now up at AAA. Woods Richardson's at AA. Varlin's at AA. Uh, Cantorino is hurt but coming back and will resume at AA. Who do we see in the second half from this prospect pool? That is a storyline certainly to watch after the break. Kenta Maeda's return. Does Maeda return? If Maeda does return, is he that bullpen weapon he was for the Dodgers? Because that is potentially huge for the Twins as a bonus. They need to go out and make moves anyway. They need to go get the two relievers, two good relievers I discussed. But if they added Kenta Maeda as a, a reliever, a longish reliever, that changes a lot of things in the bullpen. If he can give you, you know, two innings in relief every third day, that would be huge. And they're not going to push him super hard coming off Tommy John. But man, Kenta Maeda, his return is absolutely a storyline. Carlos Correa's impact. Carlos Correa, we in the first half, I would describe it as solid. I would say Carlos Correa had a solid first half. He was out a lot with COVID and with the finger, things he couldn't really control. He got hit with the pitch and then got COVID. But when he performed, got off to a slow start and, and you know has been very good for them overall. The overall numbers are about the same as they were last year offensively. But his impact in the second half on this team, his health at the plate defensively, defensively, the numbers haven't looked good defensively. How much does he provide in the second half? This was a seven-win player last year. Does he get close to that mark? with a big second half. Carlos Correa is an X factor on this team. He's a storyline. He's someone I'm watching and he's a key, absolutely a key to the second half for the twins. Byron Buxton's consistency. So it starts with these two guys offensively, Buxton and Correa. And I know Arise as well has kind of vaulted himself into the star conversation. They now have three stars offensively as far as I'm concerned, but Byron Buxton's consistency. Can he be more consistent in the second half? How often is he going to play? Are they going to let him loose a little bit down the stretch? What does his playing time look like? All of those things in question for the second half with Byron Buxton. I do think he's going to be more consistent in the second half in terms of like drawing walks and maybe not drawing walks, but getting more hits. You saw even in the last week or so, blooping in more hits, better luck on, on non-home run swings or you know non-strikeout swings. So I think Byron Buxton will be more consistent in the second half. Does he hit 35 homers? Does he hit 40 homers? He's at 23. Where does he reach at the end of the year? And, and how much does that you know impact the Twins offensively, his consistency and his power? The quest for home playoff games. The quest for home playoff games. And that would be winning the American League Central. Because there's still a possibility the Twins don't win this division and still make the playoffs. It's less likely. I actually think it's more likely... The two likeliest outcomes here are they either win the Central or they don't make the playoffs. I think number one, you could argue, is that they will not win the Central. But it's 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 close for me. You know, it's close. The favorite being them winning the Central or missing the playoffs. If they make some good moves at the deadline, then I will say yes, they they should be favored to win this division. And they have a two game lead on Cleveland, a three game lead on the White Sox. But for home playoff games, to be guaranteed home playoff games, you need to win this division. Target Field needs to see more playoff baseball. They need to see winning playoff baseball. There needs to be more. I was at that game in 2019. They were swept by the Yankees. They need home playoff games. And 
a lot of people will say it's not a successful season unless you win the World Series. It's World Series or bust for every team every year. I don't know, man. If the Twins got to the playoffs and they won a playoff series at Target Field, the wild card series, got to the ALDS and like gave the Yankees a run at Yankee Stadium and had more home playoff games at Target Field against the Yankees in the second round, I would think that that would be a pretty pretty nice outcome. It's easy to say right now, and I'd be very disappointed if they went and lost to the Yankees in the ALDS, but winning a home playoff series, that's never happened at Target Field. They haven't won a playoff game at Target Field. They haven't won a playoff game in 18 tries. It's time to do that. It's time to win a playoff game. It's time to win playoff games at Target Field. So it's absolutely a storyline because they're in a position to do that this year. With the new format, it benefits them to get home playoff games in the wildcard game, in the wildcard series, if they win this division. So that is absolutely a storyline. Some honorable mentions, very interesting honorable mention storylines after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. For everything, head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Some really fun odds on the rest of the Central, MVPs, home run lines, World Series odds, so much and more. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. Head over there, either on your computer or on your phone. Honorable mention storylines, and one of them may be answered in the next week, but maybe not. Miguel Sano is an honorable mention storyline. Is he on the team in a couple days? If he is, how does he look? Where does he play? Who's losing playing time for Miguel Sano? If he does play on a regular basis, what's the production? Does he produce? Is he second half Miguel Sano? Big questions here. Big questions with Sano. Josh Winder, is he on the team after the trade deadline? Is he in the rotation this year? Is he in the bullpen this year? What's his role? I think he's important to this team. Not only this year, certainly in the future, he's important. But Josh Weiner is important as pitching depth for this team. I think ideally you have him. I I'm hesitate to put him in the bullpen because I just don't like that. Once you move a guy to the bullpen, it feels like so seldomly does that player then become a starter. It's like, oh, if Josh Weiner looks really good in the bullpen, it's going to be like, well, he looked really good in the bullpen. We need relievers for 2023. He's going to stay back there. I just don't like that risk. But if they need help, they do. And if they feel like putting Weiner back there is going to help, I could get on board with it. I think ideally, though, he is your sixth starter. He is a spot starter who provides depth when you need somebody to fill in for injury. You need somebody to give you a quality start. I think Josh Weiner... That's his role, but I could be talked into a bullpen role down the stretch for Josh Winder if the Twins viewed that as being something that would benefit them. And it's possible it would, but also like throwing a rookie starter into the bullpen midseason in the middle of a divisional race. I don't know. Maybe he'd, maybe he'd do well. It depends on the player. Griffin Jacks moved in, but he had a whole offseason, I think, prepping to be a reliever. And then he was moved into the bullpen and has been very good this year. So it's possible that Winder could do that. It's a risk, but maybe you're taking a larger risk by letting these same relievers go out there and blow game after game after game for you. So Winder certainly is a storyline. And then Alcala, Jorge Alcala, does he come back? He was a guy last year down the stretch. A lot of Twins fans tuned out. I talked about Sano having a good second half last year, but Alcala was a guy 
who was outstanding in the last like month plus of the season. He was unreal in the bullpen. Nails for them. I was super excited about him coming into the year. He was like on my breakout twins list. It was Kirilov and Alcala were my guys. And it's unfortunate. Elbow problem. Alcala was so good last year and his changeup ended up being such a good pitch for him that I was like considering in the offseason the, the off chance that the Twins would stretch him out and, and make him into a starter again because it looked like he had three outstanding pitches. You see why he's not elbow problems. He's a reliever, but he could potentially be a very good, very solid reliever for this team, not only in the future, because I, I still hold out hope for him in the future, but down the stretch this year. Super important, and I hope he comes back. Health, I mean, health has so much to do with all these storylines, right? Do these guys stay healthy? It's a war of attrition in the American League Central. Which teams stay healthiest? And sometimes at the end of the year, the winner of the division is whoever stayed healthiest. But we know for sure there's a correlation between the best records in baseball and the healthiest teams in baseball. You still need the talent, but it certainly helps when you keep guys off the injured list. So deadline deals, the American League Central race, Luis Arise chasing the batting title, Alex Kirloff and Jose Miranda, their emergence, how they look in the second half. Yuan Duran's encore to his outstanding all-star caliber first half prospect debuts who do we see Kenta Maeda's return what it means for the bullpen and for the twins down the stretch Carlos Correa's impact on the team in a race for the division crown and into the postseason one of the best postseason performers of all time and he's 27 years old Byron Buxton's consistency at the plate playing time in the field DH what does that look like the quest for home playoff games in the second half looking for those home playoff games at Target Field to win those home playoff games at Target Field. And then Miguel Sano, what does that look like? I mean, what does that look like? Is he on the team? Is he not? Is he playing? If he does, how does he look? Josh Winder, Jorge Alcala as potential bullpen weapons slash for Winder, a trade chip potentially. So much to watch in the second half. We knew this year was going to be filled with storylines. I knew that so much of this season relied on the Twins young pitching and to be honest with you it's been there have been mixed results like joe ryan has a solid era but hasn't been consistent recently josh weiner looked pretty good when he first came up that start in tampa he was terrific and then came home and pitched extremely well i believe against oakland and since then has been shaky he's not striking anybody out his fastball is getting whooped had a shoulder problem as well so it's been up and down with their young pitchers bailey ober has been hurt for a lot of the year but when he's pitched he's been pretty good too that's pitching there's injuries. There's ineffectiveness. Jordan Balazovic is the same boat. You know, there's you're gonna have problems with your pitching prospects, and we're seeing that this year. But I think they still play such a key role for this team in the second half. Not only if they perform for the Twins, but like if they're in a package for the Twins to go acquire Luis Castillo or Frankie Montas. Really interesting. I mean, I'm so interested to see how this team comes out of the break. I'm very interested to see how this front office navigates the trade deadline and i'm very interested to see how the white Sox, the guardians and the twins look down the stretch and into the playoffs fascinating stuff i can't wait this so is so much better than laying out deals for jose barrios last year who are the twins going to get back in prospects for jose barrios this is way better being in first place is much better buying at the deadline is much better having a competitive team is so much better than, than the alternative, which is trading your homegrown frontline starter in Jose Barrios last year. So I can't wait for the second half. I hope you've enjoyed the all-star break and the coverage here at Locked On Twins. If you have, leave a comment, like, subscribe to the channel, tell your friends. I will be here five days a week 
throughout the entire second half, five days a week, breaking down these games, breaking down the trade deadline, breaking down everything you need to know on the Minnesota Twins. And I can't wait. Thanks so much for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thanks so much. Have a great day, and go Twins.